We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. As always, sponsored uh, exclusively uh, from the gaming aspect from WinBet. Uh, here joining me today is Joe Fan from WinBet. He does the Bet to Win gaming podcast. goes on Mondays and Thursdays. He's also a former NFL beat writer. He used to cover the Seahawks, so we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Joe, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Jeff. Thanks for the invite, man. This is going to be fun. Of course, of course. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, at the beginning of the week, I do a, a sneaky free agent ads uh, video hit, like five minutes. It goes up on YouTube. And like, ah, it's kind of thin this week. There's not that much news. Of course, the NFL cycle, being what it is, changes really quickly. And there's all of a sudden a lot of news. Absolutely. That's how it works. The NFL never sleeps. And they love it that way, even when you're yep. in the dead of the offseason. Uh, this country is still talking about the NFL. And and that's why it's NFL is king, baby. That's you know that's kind of where this country has been at in terms of sports and hierarchies, and that's where I think it'll continue to be for a long time. I mean, schedule release they turn into a day for crying out loud. I mean, it, it's, oh, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, they make something out of the preseason schedule for crying yeah. out loud. So I'm with you. It's ridiculous. Uh, so one of the big items was Alvin Kamara missing practice today with what's termed as a mild knee sprain. You know, we didn't hear a whole lot about that after uh, during the game and after the game looked fine during the game and now he's missing practice and it still might be minor still it's Wednesday practices we we sometimes get a little bit hysterical over uh injury news when it happens on Wednesday and it turns out to be very little but that's not always the case sometimes it does turn out to be something too so what's your take on him what's uh, your take on what Mark Ingram could do if he gets the job for a full-time basis here yeah I mean Mark Ingram's immediately a, a running back one or at least on the fringe with the potential of being a running back one he's a safe play high floor guy if Alvin Kamara is out, you look at it from a betting standpoint and, you know, I'm one who thinks that running backs are replaceable, but with what Alvin Kamara does in the passing game and that passing game is so limited already with the absence of Michael Thomas, uh, Marquez Callaway is, is solid, but he's not a number one Traquan Smith, kind of the same thing. So there's not a whole lot there and you're dealing with the backup quarterback in Trevor Simeon. So Alvin Kamara is the quarterback's best friend. Uh, we saw a game a couple of weeks ago against the Seahawks where even when Jameis was still healthy, it was the Alvin Kamara show across the board. And so yeah. his usage in both run and pass games is just so immense that his loss would be as as difficult to replace as any running back could get, maybe not named Derrick Henry. So, um, But you, certainly as fantasy owners, uh, it would make you you know look forward to, to being able to start Mark Ingram. Right. Um, from a betting standpoint, it'd probably make you want to avoid the, the Saints. Yeah, well, and ironically enough, they're playing the Titans. And we saw, yeah. you know, a lot of people were predicting doing doom and gloom for the Titans. They Instead, they go into L.A., they beat the Rams. They uh, they kind of hammer the Rams, to be honest. Uh, they, it wasn't like they were running the ball down their throats or anything. In fact, they weren't able to run the ball without Henry. But the defense rose up and saved the day. Uh, they made life tough on Matthew Stafford. Uh, Daryl Henderson didn't really get going in the passing game. He was 11 for 55 in the running game. But, you know, this is not – it's not a pushover uh, uh, run defense for the Titans either. So it could be pretty tricky all around. Yeah. The Titans defense balled out, particularly on that defensive line. You've got Harold Landry, who's going to get paid. He's going to get uh, the Brinks truck thrown at him uh, this off season, Danico Autry, and then Jeffrey Simmons, who had three sacks all by himself 
uh, also forcing an interception. He was absolutely tremendous in that game. I don't know if he won Defensive Player of the Week, but he deserved the award, certainly with how he played on primetime against the Rams. Um, these are different teams, though. I mean, yes, the Saints have a, a solid defense um, and a solid defensive line in their own right, but the offense, again, especially if Alvin Kamara is not playing, is so much more limited than what the Titans throw at you. I mean, A.J. Brown is a top 10 receiver in, in mm -hmm. the NFL when he's healthy. Julio Jones isn't the Julio we used to know, but still much better than anything the Saints have uh, split out wide on their offense. Um, and then I think Ryan Tannehill is significant upgrade over Taysom Hill or I guess the, Tom, the combination of Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon. So um, a huge advantage to the Titans, um, regardless of whether or not Alvin Kamara suits up. But certainly if Alvin Kamara, uh, you know, gets dinged up and doesn't play, then, you know, it's, it, it makes it a pretty easy pick. Sure. You know, I'm a Northwestern guy, so I want to be, uh, you know, I, I want to root for Trevor Simeon, but you know, it, it wasn't happening. You know, he was really having a hard time creating a whole lot. Uh, might we see more of Taysom Hill this week? Potentially. It, it, that always feels so random. And it's matchup based and kind of what right. Sean Payton's feeling in the moment. And so if you're looking from a fantasy standpoint, it's not something you can count on. And from a betting standpoint, I don't think it would be something that would cause you to change the line or want a different number. Or if you're feeling one way, maybe potentially switch sides against the spread. Um, you know, he's a talented guy. He's a heck of an athlete, but um, the usage is too random to really make decisions based on. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think it. Is, I think you're right. Um, it, I think if you're looking from a possible fantasy pickup standpoint, you know, Hill's obviously the ceiling guy. There's there's actually a chance of him being a winning player, whereas Simeon is just kind of a caretaker and a QB flex. Like you really, he's not going to do a whole lot much more than that. Maybe a bye week guy, but I think there are better bye week guys too. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's the quarterback, then also his weapons. I mean, what is the real upside? You're, you're absolutely touchdown oriented where if he's not scoring twice, you're in trouble and he's not going to give you any of the running yards that, that Taysom Hill would give you. So I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I, I, most of the early lines I've seen on Tennessee and New Orleans, is it's still Tennessee minus three. I'm still seeing like around 44 and a half usually for the total. Uh, I, what, what's your take on this game? What do you like in this game? Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Titans. I mean, at this point, we should all be bought in on the Titans. I mean, a, a consecutive streak of four weeks, they beat, uh, what was it, the the Bills, the Colts, the Rams, and was it the Chiefs, the Chiefs. as well? Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's a, that's a heck of a month, um, regardless of what you think of this Chiefs team. And I'm, I'm of the thought they're not very good. Regardless, it's an, it's an incredible run. And, you know, they, you know, Mike Vrabel – potentially the leader in the clubhouse for NFL coach of the year. It's probably him, Cliff Kingsbury and John Harbaugh being the leaders in the clubhouse there. Um, but this Titans team is really good and the saints will play defense. Um, they will hang around in games. They find a way to make, you know, muck games up. But as long as Ryan Tannehill is not turning the ball over multiple times, giving Trevor Simeon and or Taysom Hill short fields, this is a game the Titans should win. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it, the only thing that would muck that up is the Saints always do the opposite of what we expect out of them. But uh, it, that that's about the only thing about that. Um, one other possible X factor involving the Saints is, and it, it involves a number of different teams, and that's Odell Beckham Jr. He's now a free agent, went unclaimed on waivers, and I know the Saints have been mentioned as a possible destination for him. I know he wants to go to the Packers. The, the Packers' response, they've been after him, but I don't, it seems like it's not the, you know, it, it's been leaked that it's not, the aggressive approach that he was hoping for. Uh, if he joins the Saints, I'm, I'm really not all, not all enthused because I don't think they have the passing offense to kind of for him to work himself in. What do you, what's your take on OBJ? I think as much as fans might say, oh, we don't want him, we don't want the drama, whatever, he's a prima donna, you know, he played his way out of Buffalo, no need for the baggage for a player that's not the same guy as he was in New York. Every fan base can be fired up. They bring in OBJ. I mean, the highlights are there. You just go watch him. The production is there. He, he still should age-wise should be right in his prime. Uh, he's got all sorts of chips on his shoulder, or at least he should, in terms of mm -hmm. wanting to produce and show that he can still be that number one guy. Because you know, coming up this off season, he's looking at a big payday if he can show up and play well this off season. In all likelihood, he's probably gonna have to take like a Juju Smith-Schuster type contract, one year, prove it deal. Uh, and recoup some of your value that's really been lost. I mean, my goodness, there wasn't a star brighter than OBJ a couple of years back. And the second that trade went down to Cleveland, it's been nothing but downhill. You could never go on the same page with Baker Mayfield. There's probably fault on both sides of that ledger. Um, 
the Saints absolutely could use that. We could use him. No matter who their quarterback is, you need a player of that caliber, and you're not going to have an opportunity to get a better one than Odell Beckham during the season. I mentioned their limited, you know, options in terms of pass catchers. It's bleak there. It um, is. Even without like Henry Ruggs, you'd look at the Raiders that still have a better receiving core with Hunter Renfro and Brian Edwards. And I throw them out as a team, I believe has a really thin receiving core. So I don't think it gets worse than what new Orleans has right now, given that they're in the mix for a wild card spot, um, potentially the NFC South. If, if Tampa Bay continues to, you know, drop a couple games and the saints can beat him a second time. Um, but to me, it's a no brainer for them to go after him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, you know, the Raiders probably crossed them off because they just uh, landed Deshaun Jackson. Uh, although I don't know if that's really moving the needle that much these days, but uh, we'll see. You know, I, I, you look at Green Bay, that would be like if I have OBJ in a fantasy league, I want him going there. I think that would be the you know best quarterback, least competition from a number two standpoint there, opposite Devontae Adams, who's going to draw all the top coverage. That'd be a pretty good landing spot. Um Kansas City, I'd, I'd like seeing him there. Uh, even though I think the, the Chiefs are a little broken right now, I think he'd be the number two receiver that they they can't see. I don't think McCole Hardman's happening. I think we've we've see, we've tried to make that happen a lot. I don't think that's happening. I, I wonder where. I think New England's making a push for him, and Belichick's surprised us before many many times. But I don't know if they have the type of offense that I like for him. And then finally Seattle, I just think that he's a third wheel uh, and that, that that's probably put him behind all those other options as, in terms of fantasy value. He's a third wheel, but there aren't many, you know, teams that, I mean, uh, he's a third wheel, but most teams need a third wheel. Uh, so that's I, true. I, guess I like Seattle more from a team fit because they don't have a very balanced passing game. It's DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett or bust. They've done a terrible job of getting Will Disley and Gerald Everett involved thus far. Mm-hmm. So I don't love it. From you know, so given that the Seahawks need him because they need somebody else to be involved regularly in the passing game to where it's not just DK and Tyler. Now, I don't know if I love the fantasy fit there because you're not, you know, it's probably going to be a very um, kind of up and down. It's hard to even get Tyler Lockett for them to, to be a week to week fantasy performer. You know, Tyler Lockett's ceiling is so low, um, or his floor is so low, I should say. His ceiling is super high on a week to week basis, right. but as, as we've seen, he puts up duds on a fairly regular basis and has for a couple of years now. So from a fantasy standpoint, uh, would love to see Kansas city agreed. Would love to see green Bay. The best I think is new Orleans, because I think that's the option for the most volume. Um, then football wise, I think the Seahawks would also be a good fit. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, it's funny. They spent the draft pick on Eskridge, uh, the Rams on Atwell, and neither of them are doing anything. Now Eskridge has been hurt a lot, but you know, they have when you have a finite number of early draft picks and you spend them on a wide receiver you don't even use, it's it's remarkable that they're they not great. At. Yeah, not great, not great at all. Uh, let's talk a little bit. Dalvin Cook, it's a dicey issue. Drew, Drew Davenport from Football Guys, we had him on a, a week ago, we had a really good thread on that situation there. Right now, what we know is there's a civil case pending, there's not a criminal charges pending right now. Uh, he is practicing with the team, he met, he met with reporters today, he is pushing back against this, this, the uh, the accusations. So for what we know, he's probably going to play this week. Um, and I think we kind of have to address it like that. Yeah. I don't think there's a need to dive into the weeds too far other than saying, if he's starting, you're playing him from yeah. a betting standpoint. I don't know if he moves the needle a lot because Alexander Madison has shown that he can produce at a, at a, a near on par level as Dalvin cook. Mm-hmm. So I think right now they're what two point dogs against the chargers is a game I'm avoiding altogether. Cause I think that both teams are very unreliable, they but are. the chargers <laughs> gr- uh, running defense is bad and it's been bad for a while. They just got torn up by Jordan Howard and Bart Scott, uh, not Bart Scott, Boston Scott um, for the Eagles. So, I mean, that's a dream matchup. If you have Alexander Madison and Dalvin cook ends up not playing. If Dalvin cook plays, it's a no brainer that, that he's in your lineup. Yeah, I still go back to that Cleveland uh, Chargers game where you know the Browns ran for like 300 yards. Of course, the Browns couldn't stop the Chargers either. So it was an entirely fun game to watch. It was it was like a Big 12 game, but uh, yeah, want want a little bit more of that in the NFL every once in a while. But uh, I just, agree, shootouts are always fun. Indeed, indeed. Uh, a couple other notes uh, before we move on. But uh, James Robinson didn't practice today. There was talk that he was going to be able to come back from the heel injury. I would have expected him to at least get a limited practice, but he did another DNP. Um, we'll watch that one closely because there is a big qualitative difference between he and Carlos Hyde. 
Yeah, you're not playing Carlos Hyde ever. Yeah. Um, I just the, this game script is always going to be negative, and even when it's not, they're going to have a hard time moving the football, converting on third downs. Their receivers can't catch a cold. Um, I, I just there's no reason to even bother. Um, but yeah, foot and heel included, you know, toe, foot, heel injuries can be yeah. really tricky and then can linger. And, and then it's really feels like it's different for every player. Some guys come back real quick or can play through it. Um, some guys can't. Um, and, and so it all depends on a player by player case. But yeah, his injury doesn't it's, it's much different than obviously the Dalvin Cook situation where if Dalvin Cook's not playing. You're plug and playing Alexander Madison expecting RB right. production and likely going to get it. James Robinson isn't playing. You're looking elsewhere on your roster or in free agency to, to find somebody to play elsewhere because it's just you can't count any production from Carlos Hyde. Yeah, that's right. We got a bit of a bombshell yesterday. Uh, Nick Chubb going on uh, COVID IR, that's positive test. He is vaccinated, so there's a chance that he comes back this week, but it seems unlikely given all the other cases that we've seen so far. Uh, Dearness Johnson is also – I feel like he's a bit of a plug-and-play too. Absolutely, and that offense, certainly – um, I'm all in on, on that running game and, and why not? I mean, the Ernest Johnson carried that team without Baker Mayfield. So they're looking at that game saying, we'll make case Keenan beat us. Um, and they couldn't stop the Ernest Johnson. And so, you know, right. that's another guy where, you know, you love, you love him stashed on your bench and, and you could take advantage. You hope if, if uh, Nick Chubb doesn't play from a betting standpoint, I really like, um the browns at minus two what's interesting is it's already gone or sorry uh plus two it's already gone down to plus one so even without potentially chubb playing the line is moving more towards a pick'em with money coming in on cleveland um i just feel like they've they've been a team that's underperformed you saw what that defense can look like when the pass rush is married to the coverage and that secondary when it's playing well is arguably the best in football with uh greg newsome the the rookie uh, Northwestern, Den- by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Denzel Ward, John Johnson, and Troy Hill were tremendous last week against the Bengals. And you have Miles Garrett, who's a defensive player of the year. So uh, even without Chubb, I mean, I, I'm in on this team. I, I'm pulling for this team. I love Baker. I've always loved Baker Mayfield. I've got I've got blinders on for him certainly. Um, yeah. But this should be a really fun game between uh, between the Pats and Browns this weekend. Are you an Oklahoma guy? No, I just like Baker's you swag. Just like I, I just, I like guys who enjoy playing the game and are fun. And like, I just don't get caught up in the like, what about the children takes? You know, like that the taunting penalties drive me nuts. Oh I love gosh. backflips in baseball. You know, like yeah. if you're if you're gonna be going to, up to Baker Mayfield at for the for the coin toss and not shake his hand and then deliver a late hit and then go on to give up fifty points and get absolutely blitzed. And he's going to grab his junk and look at you across the sideline. I'm on team Baker there, you know, like, is it like, I don't need all of my players to be boy scouts. Everything I see is he's a good dude. He stays out of trouble, um, but he's got some swag. And I like the fire he plays with. Um, and so I, I still I, remember you know, planting the flag at, at in Columbus uh, in the Ohio state game. With, as yeah. A bold, there. bold move. Very and bold. if you hate him, yeah. that's okay. He's just one of those guys. You love him or hate him. And, and I've always, I've always enjoyed Baker. You had to love that. His commercials are pretty elite. Yeah. You had to love that travesty on Monday night there with the Bears and Steelers, huh? Yeah. Just to get another taunting penalty uh, that just decided a game. It's just just crazy. Come on, Jeff. Can for a second we go on this path? So this guy, Cassius Marsh, who has been kind of a journeyman. Yeah. He was on the Steelers last year. He just gets called up from the practice squad. He gets a big third down sack against his former team at Heinz Field. Does his sweet spin kick which is dope and athletic i wish i could do <laughs> and then just like gives a little like what's up mike tomlin and then goes back to the sideline doesn't say anything like didn't get anyone's face wasn't flexing just like a little bit yeah here i am look probably finding his d-line coach that you know he probably hated from a year ago like right come on man like it's i go it's like the same thing when it was the astros were in the playoffs who they play in the i think it was boston they played in the alcs and uh, Carlos Correa does the like, you know, the Dame time, we get the watch mm-hmm. thing. And and I think it was Eduardo Rodriguez got him out, kind of looked at the watch thing too. Like yeah, this yep. as he walked. And Alex Cora is lighting him up. And it's like, come on. Like, and, and uh, to credit where credit's due, Carlos Correa was like, I loved it. That was awesome. Like, he did my right. thing. He did my move to me. Well, there was a couple other instances of like, 
someone does this kind of, yeah, I don't know. I love all of that. Like, you know, don't get mad, get even like, Go get a sack and flex on them again, you know, like yeah, and they're just having fun. I mean, it's I don't it's, know. Like, it's not like they're so injuring serious. them. Yeah, yeah. And then for Mike Tomlin to come out after the game and be like, "We got to clean up the game." The kids are watching. It's like you know what? I'm not a parent yet, but I feel pretty confident if I'm a dad and my son wants to say, "Yeah, but this guy did that." It's like that guy's in the NFL. You get to the NFL, you can do that. You got some work to do first. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Well, I, I am a dad. I have teenagers, and I'm like, oh, they stared at me. Oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? Go make the next play. That's what you're gonna go do. I just hate how, like, the as adults, we have this like, well, what about the kids? It's like, what about their parents? Like, there's more responsibility on parents than there should be for these athletes to be, you know, choir boys each and every time they step onto the field in an emotional game in big moments. I just don't get it. That's my soapbox. I'm going to get off. We can continue down your, your script and what you want to go <laughs> over, man. But, oh, gosh, it just drives me nuts. I will say I'm in lockstep with you. I like Mike Tomlin, even though I'm a Bengals fan. The, the Steelers are not choir boys. You know, that that's that's the hypocrisy of that stance. That's the thing I really hate about it. This no is one an, gets more hyped after Rooney a stance is what Watt. this is. Yeah. Ridiculous. This is an Art Rooney stance is what this is. Let, let, let's make it check. clear. From the ref that he did. Yeah, that was a nice touch. Yeah, that was a nice touch too. Um, yeah. Hey, I'm here with uh, Joe Fan from WinBet. And if there's one thing we appreciate here at Real Wider, it's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, folks. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface. Money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is now available in seven states, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. Joe, uh, one one thing about uh, you know the, you're up to seven. You got Arizona. I was in Arizona a couple of weeks ago and I was seeing signs all over the place. Arizona used to be like the toughest place to do anything. You couldn't do high stakes fantasy. You could like you couldn't do the NFFC and NFBC. Poker was like a death. You know, it was terrible unless you were in an Indian casino. All of a sudden now, Arizona, come on down. Let's do this here. I've seen, I saw billboards everywhere. It's crazy. It's funny because we launched in Arizona right at the start of the season. And the Cardinals, of course, go on that run where they're 7-0 and to start the season. Or 6-0, and wherever they're on. I mean, 7 what's their – no, we were 7-0, and lost the game. They're, what, 8-1? and Regardless. Yeah. We got smoked. I know our book just got killed because you look at the consensus handle of whatever – but Arizona has accounted for so much of our book that, and they're all, they've been back in their Cardinals and the Cardinals have been crushing it. So that's been kind of a fun storyline as you know, I, yeah, I, I post a podcast, like I'm part of the public, you know what I mean? I'm not part of the book or odds maker or whatever. I'm just kind of throwing darts like everybody else, but we open in Arizona, Arizona guys, goes on this big tear and they've been, uh, they've been smoking the book. So good for all of our users in Arizona. I love it. Yeah. That's, that's great. Um, I, I guess, are just a little bit closer. I could take advantage of that. I live in out near LA, basically. So, okay, uh, California. We're going to be one of the last places. Great it's, area. I'm a, I'm a Chapman University alum, so I know oh, okay, LA cool. pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I live near Pasadena. I'm in Monrovia, about 15 minutes from okay. the Rose Bowl. But uh, you know, it, it's yeah, it's it's going to be a while. There's it's just the way the the varying lobbying interests are. I think we'll be one of the last states, unfortunately. But here, here's here's hoping maybe that changes. Uh, how long have you been with WinBet? I know you used to cover the Seahawks, but uh, how long have you been doing the podcast and doing a uh, brand ambassador for WinBet? Uh, just like a little over two months. I showed up September 1, took the okay. job like late August, and I moved quick. It all happened really fast. Um, it's a little bit of a pivot. Um, like you mentioned, I was in the beat reporting game before. I worked for NBC Sports Northwest. that actually no longer exists. They got shut down. So I was a free agent looking for what to do. Um, got connected with Blue Wire Pods and, uh, and WinBet and this came together really fast and it's been really fun so far. Um, nice. You know, I kind of, again, I like to be the, uh, 
the the sports guy who who bets as opposed to the betting guy who talks sports you know like i don't pretend to be a sharp or anything it's but it's fun it's entertainment and um you know i've really enjoyed it so far we have this beautiful studio in the wind um right next to the buffet uh, it's got kind of glass windows so you can wave and, and check it out we've got speakers out there so when we're when we're doing the show people can walk by and kick it for a second we'll have guests in we had uh, a couple saturdays ago we had chris long and chris carter in town and they were in the studio so we had a bunch of kind of viewing audience which was neat so yeah it's been fun uh, living in vegas is an adjustment but that's been fun as well and so uh yeah man no complaints so far it's it's i'm very lucky yeah a little bit warmer than the pacific northwest i imagine certainly yeah i mean before i came i got nine holes of golf in today in like 75 degree weather and it's november 10th so uh, again very lucky and that's what yeah we were going to do a uh, 7 30 a.m podcast but uh, this works better for the golf game for sure yeah, no, I had, I, had a, I had another, I forgot I have a weekly radio hit in Vancouver, yeah. BC, and then yeah. I got nine holes in, and then now we're here and ready to go, so we're, we're making it get a productive day, not a moment to waste. It's a surreal, it's just, it's a nice living we have. Uh, that we, it we does, can, yeah, absolutely. Write and talk about sports for a living, it's all good, that's all good. Yep. Um, so you, you, you did you, you know, were you anywhere else before covering uh, the Seahawks and uh, Mariners and all that in the Pacific Northwest? Uh, was there any other? Yeah, I've moved, covered? I've moved around a lot. After college, I went back to Seattle. I interned for the Seahawks in 2013. Okay. Um, I worked at the University of Washington as a PA announcer for a couple of years. In 2014, I went to the Titans. Uh, I worked for their team website for a season. And then I went and worked for the Niners for four and a half years from 2015 to 2018. Um and was their senior reporter. And then I bounced from the team side to the network side with NBC Sports Northwest, went back to Seattle, covered the Seahawks for two years. And then now I'm in Vegas. So I've moved around quite a bit, bit of a You've nomad. seen it from different angles and you've covered it like representing the team. And then you've yeah. covered it as media member there. I like that there. Uh, you get yeah, to see kind of how the sausage is made. You, I got, I've seen it all. And, you know, the, the team side jobs are really great, you know, when it's a great way to get reps um, and, uh, you're kind of around it, learning how to be a beat writer. But, you know, there's obviously some shackles there in terms of who pays your bills. And, right. um, you know, that I think goes without saying. And so getting an opportunity to work on the network side, you know, kind of allows you to kind of flex your analytical and opinionated muscles a bit. And I really enjoyed that. So, um, you know, I, I still try to kind of carry that personality and all that into what I do now. And, um, you know, it's super fun to kind of be more focused on the gambling space and, and, and gambling and fantasy. I mean, it all kind of goes hand in hand. It sure does. And that's that's one of the things I wanted to bring up today is because there is a significant overlap. It's something that in the fantasy world, we've we used to deny it a little bit. You know, we started our company back in 97. Uh, so we've been, been around the block dealing with the issues. At one point in time, the leagues were like, no, fantasy, we can't talk about fantasy because that's gambling. And then they're like, oh, OK, maybe we can talk about fantasy and maybe this DFS thing, as long as we make sure it's a skill game and not gambling. And now it's like, Hey, the official network of MLB, the official, you know, gaming company of the NFL, you know, it's gone full circle. It's really interesting to see the the evolution. Yeah. The the logic of like fantasy being so much more skilled than betting. I mean, it's all, there's all so luck driven. Um, Not to say there's no skill, but like there's, I think there's skill on both sides. Um, Regardless. Yeah. Like who wants to be in a fantasy league with no stakes? Like that's no fun. So, yeah, I mean, the bigger the buy-in, the more you're invested. And, and to me, the more fun it is. So, um, you know, and, and you look at matchups, you're looking at matchups and what game you want to bet on. Again, it goes hand in hand with with fantasy. Like if you're looking at, you know, I kind of like the Vikings because the Chargers can't stop the run. The Vikings, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting points will be able to control the clock, whatever, you, you know, the case may be. Okay, well, what does that mean from a fantasy perspective and which players are going to be able to capitalize on that? So right. um, there is a lot of crossover, uh, certainly. Yeah. I, you know, and one thing is I haven't gone like head first into like embedding in part because of the lack of access and in part because I'm in like 17 fantasy leagues. So I, I, I don't crave yeah. the any additional action. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's a, you know, ranking players and looking at player props and doing projections for players. I mean, they, they go hand in hand. I mean, it's similar to what they do there. So I, I can see a huge overlap as far as that goes. Player props are super fun. Um, yeah. they're definitely addicting. It's easy to like get down a rabbit hole of like, I like 30 of them. I, mean, I played 10 NBA player props today. Yeah. You, you go down and you look through them all. And there's, I mean, Wednesday's a huge M- night for NBA. And so you look through the slate and you're like, God, I mean, all of these, I feel good about, you know, whether it's the trends, the matchup, all of it. 
And so, but it's, you know, yeah, it's easy to get carried away with where you're like, I don't really know who's going to win, but I feel really good about this particular person having a good game. And so um, they are, they're a really fun way to bet. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, WinBet just tweeted out your uh, video on your nine your nine player props from you tonight for tonight's slate. That's so funny. Oh, uh, there just we came go. across my feed on TweetDeck there. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> um, yeah, so do you feel like you have a specialty? Is there a sport that you're better at? Is there a type of prop that you're better at? What, what are you best at? What am I best at? My goodness. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I'm best at anything. Like jack of all trades, master of none. I'm certainly an NFL guy. I mean, covering the league for seven years. I would say my expertise Mm -hmm. is in the NFL. Um, I love hoops um, and I love the NBA. I I don't have a team anymore because the Sonics are gone, obviously. And so, um, and I think NBA player props keep me engaged with the league more there. Um, But I would say the NFL certainly is my bread and butter. Have you adopted hockey at all with the Kraken coming to Seattle? Yeah, I enjoy it. I don't understand it really. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. learning, but uh, you know, I, I they were actually in Vegas last night, and they 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 played their franchise opener in Vegas, and so I've actually seen a couple of games already. But uh, I love hockey; it's super fun. Didn't grow up with it to where I wouldn't say you know I can really talk about it, but it's also it's fun to like know what you don't know and then have conversations yeah. accordingly. For one of our podcasts, we had Andreas Hale, who hosts the Corner Podcast on Blue Wire. It's a fighting podcast, and and I don't really know anything about fighting. Right. But we had him on to discuss the the Fury Wilder fight, and it's so fun. Where like a lot of times, a lot of people come on, and I'm sharing opinions and asking if they agree with my opinions and whatever, whatever. But it's fun to have conversations where you come from a novice standpoint, and you know a lot of your listeners don't really know anything about it either to where you can ask questions where everyone's learning and like, it's okay to not be an expert on anything. And I'd rather go with that approach than pretend or fake it till you make it that like, Oh yeah, I'm really confident that, you know, right. this is the tale of the tape for Fury Wilder. I was like, I don't know, but like, I want to learn. I'm like, it's, I'm excited to watch the fight. And so having those conversations can be a really fun part of this industry as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I, I'm that way at the fight game as well. And certainly with MMA, I never really got into that. Uh, but we cover it as a site. So all everyone's while I have Jake Letarski on from Rotowire. He does some of our football pods, but he also does runs our MMA coverage. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was one of the, you know, the McGregor fights. Uh, and, you know, taught, I just learned from him and it makes you want, you know, and we, we happened to be in Vegas at the time uh, as for an industry event for a fancy sports industry event. And so we just did a podcast or, or it, was, it was actually not a podcast, but it was the uh, Sirius XM show that we do. And I had him on as my co-host that day. And we spent a couple of good segments talking about that. It's like, now I'm interested a little bit. Now I want to go get something on it there a little. I'm like, wait, yeah. wait, wait, you still don't know anything. You you only know a little scintilla of knowledge, but. Uh, and that's the fun of it, you know? Yeah, yeah totally. It is. Uh, we're going to talk about week 10 in a second here, but first, a quick note from our friends at Yahoo. The NFL season is heating up, and Yahoo is going big on daily fantasy football this season. There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the year on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contest now being shark-free. To celebrate Yahoo going big on DFS as well as Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 in site credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 site credit offer to join any paid contest, including Yahoo's biggest contest, the weekly $1 million DFS NFL Baller Contest. The weekly $1 million contest features $1 million in total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000 and tons of overlay and prizes. Play Daily Fantasy Football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash dailyfantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. Jeff Erickson here with Joe Fan from WinBet, uh, our exclusive sponsor to Rotowire's Fantasy Podcast all season long. Uh, looking at Week Ten, you know it, it's it's kind of a weird week. Uh, I, I was doing my rankings, like, oh, I, I really don't like a lot of these matchups. For one, you mentioned this earlier. Who's good anymore? You know, team wise, at the, especially at the like the team level in the AFC. You know, the, okay, I trust in the Bills. Fine, they go and lose to Jacksonville and score six points. I, I I know you're missing two offensive linemen, but what happened there? You know, what's funny is I was actually going through this when I was doing my power rankings yesterday. I mean, it was Monday. Mm-hmm. But when you look at teams that like haven't had that dud yet, haven't laid the egg comprehensively yeah. throughout a game, the Colts are one of the most consistent teams in football. They're yeah. competitive on a week-to-week basis. They haven't gotten boat raced yet, I don't think. They 
I guess the Seattle game wasn't super close. But beyond that, I think they have had a chance to win in all of them against good teams. Um, outside of that, every team feels like they've had their clunker. Um, you'd probably put Arizona in that same category with, obviously, with uh, with India. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, it's a comprehensively bad performance from the Bills, a dominant defensive performance with 20-plus pressures from the Jags defense that no one could have saw that coming. There's just yeah. no chance. Because the week prior, they got torched by Geno Smith. So how on earth are they shutting down Josh Allen to where – they only got in the red zone one time, and that was on their first possession of the game. They got Beyond down to the three-yard line they, and went backward, too. Yeah. yeah, every time they crossed midfield, they were taking a sack or having a negative play. So Josh Allen has regressed in terms of his short and intermediate accuracy. Um, the flow of the offense isn't there to where everything is scramble drill. It's evading the pocket. Very much like what you're seeing in Kansas City right now, in my opinion. And then the offensive line just got whipped absolutely and comprehensively yeah. throughout the entire game. So – um, an ugly game from the Bills, who, if you look at it, haven't really beat anybody. They don't have a signature win. Winning by 18 against the Colts, I guess, is one. But, again, go back to, like, are the Colts even good? Um, had a chance to against Tennessee, but fell short. Literally fell short with Josh Allen slipping on that fourth and oh, one sneak. That's right. Um, so, I think the Bills will be fine. But, I mean, it's an inexcusable loss. There's just no justifying it. Yeah. And it's, it's a funny thing. Like it's a little sliding doors and Gabe Davis drops a ball on second and seven, a third and seven. They have the big sack fourth down. They turn over on downs and the game's over basically. I mean, they were going to be in the red zone there, but you know, they dropped a simple yeah. ball. Uh, and that, that's, but that's the fine line. But the problem is when you need that one play to work for it, to change everything that just shows what happened there. It, it was just, it was a weird thing. So this week they go to face the jets and you know the they're, the Jets have shown life the last two weeks. Uh, it's a big line, though, still, even though it's, you know, it's a road game. It's not much of a road game. It's down the road. And let's face it, uh, you know, it ha the Jets and the Giants have had precious little home field advantage over the last few years. But I was surprised to see such a big total on this, or a big line on this one here. What was your reaction to this game? Yeah, it just goes to show you that Vegas isn't thinking anything of that Jags loss. You know, right. that's just saying, hey, we're going to give them a pass and move on because they know – that they're going to take Bill's money regardless against the Jets. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of protection built in for books. And I, that's been really fun learning about that side of it and why they make the lines the way they do and how they move it and all of that and trying to limit their liability on one side. If they were to make this anything under, what's it? What'd you say? It's 11? I think it's 13. Even It might be oh. 13. If they were to like get yeah. any, anywhere near 10. <laughs> yeah every single dollar coming in would be on the bills. So uh, it did, we did find out that Mike White's going to play. Isn't it crazy that last Thursday uh, we all collectively lost our interest in a primetime game because Mike White got hurt. Like, right. That's insane. It's a guy we had heard of two weeks ago. Season. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, it's, I'm not going to bet it. I'm going to leave it alone. Um, but I, I understand. I get why it's so high. So it's funny, we, my, my co-host, uh, Chris Liss and I, we do a thing on SiriusXM called Guess the Lines on Tuesday. I try to, I shelter myself, try to get in, a, you know, like an isolation booth and try to, we, we try to guess what the line's going to be for each team. It's a good exercise because we do have also calling call home staff picks later on and helps us make our decision. So try to guess what the line's going to be, what the line you're going to set is and guess the total. I, I set like it that. at, I set it at eight at first. Um, I was way off. And it was like, what, what am I missing? And now I kind of know a little bit now what I'm missing. I know a little bit more about the sausage being made. I'm not sure I like it, but uh, it, it might it not is. be that it might not be that you are missing anything, but there's just no way a book is going to put it under 10 because the right. bills would just get absolutely hammered. And then all of a sudden you have all this liability on a terrible Jets team. Right, right, exactly. Well, and that's one thing I'm noticing this year is the favorites are more fa are favored, favored by more this year because early on first seven, eight weeks, I mean, they were covering consistently. I mean, they're, they're, they're getting smashed. Yeah. Yeah. They've gotten it back the last two weeks though. They have, they really have. So I don't know, maybe that's the right instinct is to go the other way now, but uh, we'll see about that one there. But that, that was, that was one that caught my eye. You know, it's not a game that everyone's eager to bet, but it's just one that caught my eye. Uh, another, another interesting thing is to try to judge is player teams coming off of a bye. Uh, we didn't mention Chris Godwin earlier. He missed practice today with a foot injury. I know they're not going to have Antonio Brown, but the Bucs are coming off the bye. 
they had the hiccup against the Saints, but I mean, you can almost see that one coming a little bit. Just to, and they, everything was going well. They're facing a tough division opponent on the road. Now they're back out of the division against, you know, a proverbial Patsy. What, what's your take on this game? Yeah, I mean, take the Pats. You know, again, it's always hard to bet big spreads because you just worry about getting beat in the backdoor cover. I like yeah. that it's 10 and not 10 and a half. So you can yeah. push there. Um, Washington's bad. And I don't see them getting any better. Washington's defense is the most disappointing and underwhelming unit in all of football. If you're talking an offensive defense throughout the mm-hmm. entire league, this is right. I think everyone expected this to be a top five group. And they've been quite literally a bottom three group against the pass and that would have been terrible. So they have no chance. Taylor Heineke's fun in spurts, but turns the ball over a lot. I have no idea how you would feel confident even getting to 10 points and betting Washington here. Um, to me, you bet the bucks in a teaser, get it six points down to four, maybe feel better about that, get it through seven at least. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're going to take a side, you take the 10 with the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, I still think back uh, to the Green Bay game for Washington there, and then what a miracle it was for the Packers to cover. They got outgained by a wide margin because every time that the football team got in the red zone, it was just a carnival of errors. Yeah, I mean, Washington should have covered the last couple of games. I mean, between their red zone woes and missed kicks, turnovers in the red zone, it's been really bad. So They've had their chances, and they'll probably have their chances in that one too, especially late to where, you know, they're down 14 with the ball and you're holding a Bucks ticket thinking, gosh, here we go. I'm going to get killed in the back door. Um, so I will be avoiding it. But, um, yeah, lots of big lines this week and big numbers. Indeed. We'll talk about a game uh, with a smaller number, but first a quick note from our friends at Thrive. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football, and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you claim your free RotoWire subscription. One, visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Two, deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Three, play in your first paid contest and re- receive a free six-month RotoWire subscription. It's that easy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Big thanks to Thrive. Big thanks to our Blue Wire Network sponsors as well. Jeff Erickson here with Joe Fan from Bet to Win and uh, the WinBet and WinBet.com. Uh, game that probably will be of more interest to you here, Joe, is Seattle Green Bay. Russell Wilson coming off IR most likely. You get full practice today. Aaron Rodgers, I'm assuming he's going to play. I know there's some little boxes he has to check on Saturday as he comes back from the COVID IR, but all, from all intents and purposes, I'm expecting him to play too. Uh, and one of these teams might have OBJ too. Yeah, right now this line has moved from Seahawks or Packers minus four to the Packers minus three and a half. So a little bit of money coming in on the Seahawks. Who knows what to expect from Russell Wilson after the hiatus with the, the injury on his throwing hand. Um, everything we've seen in terms of reports uh, from my buddies out in Seattle is that looks good. He's, he's fully cleared. There is no brace. There is no bandage. He is all systems go. You like the Seahawks getting a lot of points there. What to expect from the defense? Who knows? They've been better of late, but they've also kind of beaten up on bad teams um, in terms of, you know, the Saints aren't that good. The Pittsburgh Steelers aren't that good. And the Jags, mm-hmm. obviously, we know what they have, which isn't much. Those are three good games from the defense in a row, but I think everyone's still skeptical. And it's like, all right, well, what's it going to look like against Aaron Rodgers? And right. so that to me is, you know, I think it's worthwhile to get a little bit of money on the Seahawks just in case Aaron Rodgers doesn't play. Like that's out there. Right. Uh, that's a possibility. It's not a foregone conclusion that he does play. And even if he does, um, three and a half with Russell Wilson back, I think is is super, you know, doable. So, um, yeah, I think I would I'd lean – taking points with Seattle here. Yeah, massive qualitative difference with, between the starters and the backups here on both teams. We saw Jordan Love and not not ready for prime time in that Kansas City game, what we thought was going to be an easy matchup, and he really couldn't get untracked at all. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that's going to be an interesting one. I, it could be. We've been deprived of premium matchups the last two weeks in Green Bay. First against Arizona, no Devontae Adams, though they still prevailed. And then, of course, last week, yeah, with no Rodgers. I mean, I want to see – them get challenged by the best, you know, with the best players on both teams playing. Is that so much to ask? Yeah, no, I don't think so. And so, yeah. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers plays, this should be a really good one. The Seahawks have to have it at three and five. They're chasing a wild card spot right now with Atlanta in front of them. Uh, the NFC is a mess at the back end of those top teams. So they're yeah. still in the thick of it. And with Russell Wilson coming back, if they can get things going, if the defense is truly better than it was the early part of the season and actually has taken strides, then this is a team that should be in the wild card. Yeah. AFC West is unsettled. Uh, all f- four teams are above 500, but none of they, they all look flawed too. Uh, the, the Raiders obviously are dealing with a lot right now. Like they they got beat by the giants last week. The chiefs look like a shadow of their former self. They've won one game in conference the, you know, they, they've, they're one and four in conference. I think they're zero and one in their division. This is a big game with them going to Vegas. It's huge. And, you know, Vegas getting points at home. I like Vegas. Again, yeah. I like, I can depend on that defensive line. Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe have been tremendous. Yes, they have. Um, I like Derek Carr. He's had a great season. He really struggled uh, last week. You know, they should have won that game. They only lost by a touchdown and they missed a chip shot field goal. Went one for six in the red zone. Derek Carr threw a pick six. He missed an, a layup touchdown to Darren Waller. The list goes on and they still only lost by a touchdown. I like them in this game. I like them being at home. Um, any time a home team's getting points, you have to look hard at it. And for me, the Chiefs to continually be favorites, I think, again, it goes back to betters are always going to come to the window to bet Chiefs. No matter what's happened, 
they've got blinders on and say Patrick Mahomes is going to win this weekend. And so that's largely why the line is the way it is. I like the, the Raiders here and we'll happily take the other side. Yeah. And it's one of those where, it, you know, those, those same betters like, well, look, it was, it was minus seven at the start of the year. It was minus eight, something like that. And look how much it's moved. It's already incorporated, you know, might not be. Uh, and I tend to agree with you on this one here. I, I like the Raiders side as well. Yep. Sir, uh, any other game on the slate that stands out to you as uh, one that like, hey, I'm really interested in this game. There's something that catches my eye. Maybe it's the Thursday night game. Maybe it's Lamar. Maybe, you know, you know, anything and anything of that nature before we sign out. Is there is there anything that really catches your eye from this week? Yeah, I'm looking to the slate now. To me, my game of the weekend is is Browns Patriots. I'm really okay. looking forward to that game. And I, I again, I'm like a pseudo Browns fan. I don't even know why. I, I guess I went over it earlier, but I'm in it's on the Baker Brownies. Uh, as like a Mar- as a Mariners fan, I just kind of feel for Browns fans and all they've been through, so I'm pulling for them. Okay. Um, I think Vikings Chargers will be entertaining. Uh, I'm not going to bet it because you know my biggest takeaway from the Vikings Eagles game last week, or another Vikings Eagles uh, Chargers Eagles game last week, was thank goodness I didn't bet the game. Um, so yeah, I think Raiders and Browns are my favorite underdogs of the week, and I think both of them will have a, a really good chance to win outright. And then I think my favorite of the week is the Titans at minus three at home. Uh, I love that number, uh, keeping it uh, away from the hook at three and a half. It's right at three on win bet, and um, I'm happy to ride with the Titans. All right, there you go. Uh, what do you got going on for your podcast tomorrow? Yeah, previewing uh, the slate uh, here in week, I guess, what, week 10 now? Is that what yeah. it is? Gosh, this season's flying. So previewing week 10, we'll talk a little college football as well. Uh, I'll probably uh, sprinkle in some NBA props and uh, yeah, should be a good time. Fantastic. Well, Joe, I want to thank you for coming on board today and uh, good luck on the podcast. We'll have you on some other time soon. Jeff, thanks so much, man. It's been a lot of fun. You bet. Joe fan, everybody follow him on Twitter, Joe underscore fan. Uh, That's F A N N two N's. Uh, And of course you probably know it. You're, you're already watching his pod. You're listening to his pod. So check that out. Uh, We got uh, tomorrow. We got uh, Mario and, John McKechnie, tune in, previewing the, th- the Thursday game as well as the rest of the slate. Thanks for watching and and or listening to the Roto-R Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. Have a great day.